99. Oh my goodness. Are you feeling are you feeling motivated? Are you feeling motivated? I'm Victor? feeling motivated. Well, good because we have something special in store today with one of the one of the best internet motivators out there today, Evan Carmichael. We're doing a throwback uh, like we've been doing for the past couple of weeks. Man, if you haven't been catching up on our throwback episodes, you don't know what you're missing. They're so but good. If, you want, if you're just joining us for the first time, want to know what's going on, look back to our special announcement episode in the feed. We'll explain everything that's going on, but oh my goodness, Evan Carmichael, if you haven't heard this name, he is a man who... who uh, knows what it takes. Who wants only eight beans because that's all he could afford. And when he would accomplish a little small task, he would get, I think, McDonald's French fries just to reward himself. You know, it's the and he persevered and just did one thing after another. And all of a sudden, he's he's just giving guys like us hope and motivation. Oh, so yeah, he he imparted a lot of wisdom. It was a really uh, fulfilling interview, and I thought that he had just so much yeah. really great. Uh, advice to offer people yeah. and it's still it's still relevant today yeah like, absolutely it's still something that really is impactful and definite uh special thanks to our uh our co-host neil batang who reached out to him and i think his wife had oh responded my goodness. it's all yeah i, like, I want to oh give credit God. to neil for like, like getting this i can't believe me. like three guys with this little rinky dick channel reached out to this national figure and he agreed to do an interview with us and so, so he had something like at the time he had something like what a, a billion views or something like something that crazy like, something like crazy like that, crazy I don't like know. that. huge following now and it, um, it's a wonderful yeah wonderful but again if you don't know what we're talking about go back to our special announcement episode in the feed from just a few episodes ago and uh get more context and more detail with that being said stream of thought featuring evan carmichael we hope you enjoy yeah, thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, to talk with us for a little bit. We're really excited. No worries. All right. So uh, this is, uh, give me the contacts again, what you guys are up to. Yeah, so we, well, we started up a uh, YouTube channel about uh, a little over a year ago. We'd started it as like an interview type show. Uh, we'd called it Straight Up, and that's still what we're calling our interview show, but then you know, over the past year or so, we started, you know, uh, engaging with other things we were passionate about. So we started up a, another program called Race to 100, where we talk about issues, uh, societal issues, uh, dealing with race in, in popular culture and the perspective from both an African-American and uh, a Caucasian individual. So we're, we're trying to engage different areas, things that we're passionate about, things we have experience in. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been a crazy year, and we're you know we're we're so excited we get the opportunity to do things like this. It's 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 really cool. So like yeah, that's so, that's basically so, our thing. So which one are you? Is Neil? I'm Neil. Sorry, I've been talking. I'm, yes, sir. I'm, <laughs> and then, oh, so you're Rick. I'm Rick. Yeah, this is this is my oh, Skype. Is like, okay, I thought Rick's is like your company name or whatever. Okay, no, okay. no. So Rick's and Neil. Good. S- Scandinavian. Yeah. And Victor. And 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 uh, we actually, I'll I'll yeah, do a little. <laughs> okay. It just keeps growing. It's okay. just people keep popping out. Victor. What's hey, that? I'm sitting in the corner, so you can't see me. Here, we'll okay. We'll just show you a oh, quick. Good, yeah, we'll show you. I guess what what our setup is on on our end. Uh, so I guess from. Right to left, we've got our. You're you're on the big screen right there, so that's where we're recording from the the TV. We've got us, and then uh, we've got Victor over there. Nice. All right. So uh, yeah, I guess if you don't mind, uh, I guess uh, we'll pr- we might end up looking towards the TV just because you're on it. Uh, if that's cool, just we don't want to be distracting or anything. So whatever works no, for man, you. Whatever, whatever works. Dude. Cool, cool. <laughs> We're, we're we're very excited. All right, um, 
are we uh, good to go? Yeah. All right. So you ready to get started? Oh, yeah. So I don't know if, if you normally have a way to, to start these off, but we're ready whenever you are. Yeah, I'm good, man. You're, you're recording it, right? I'm, yep, we're, we're, right. we're recording on our side. So we'll uh, we'll have Vic start off, and then uh, we'll, we'll swing it to Neil and go from there. All right, so welcome back to another episode of Straight Up. Our guest today is Evan Carmichael. And Evan, he was recognized by Forbes as one of the world's top 40 social marketing talents. Inc. Magazine rated him as one of the top 25 social media keynote speakers you need to know. And he had recently published a book called Your One Word. So, Evan, thank you for setting time aside and hanging out with us today. Eh, hanging out with us today. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to having some fun with you guys. Great. It's going to be a blast. I'm about to have some fun. Evan, thank you once again for... Uh, being featured on our YouTube channel, on our show, straight up, first and foremost, what's what's going on with you? How's everything been going? How's business working out? Yeah, for you? how how is life currently for you? Life is good, man. Every day is great. Uh, it's a constant challenge to push my, push myself harder, try to do more, try to have a bigger impact. So uh, this is the highlight, though, guys. Talking with you guys, right? <laughs> thank you. Neil Ricks and Victor, the trio. This is it. This mm. is making my week, so I'm pumped. That's we appreciate that, man. We appreciate that. So I guess I'll start the conversation. Evan, I'm, I'm a sports guy, and I read an article about Kobe Bryant, and he's transitioned from retirement from a basketball player to a venture capitalist. I wasn't really sure what that was, so I looked up what it was and learned what that entailed, and I read up on your Wikipedia page that you also were a venture capitalist before you became a serial YouTuber. So talk to us a little bit about the transition. What made you go from being a venture capitalist to working on YouTube and growing successfully? So it started off with me actually having my own business. I had a biotech software company when I was 19. I okay. sold it when I was 22. I never needed money. So venture capitalists for the audience, they help raise money usually like half a million dollars plus. So they're not angel investors giving low amounts. Like they start at half a million and go up typically. Uh, I never had to raise money for my company. And I was always kind of curious about the industry. When I sold my business, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do next. Gotcha. You know, it's like I worked so hard grinding on this business for three years and it's gone. Like, oh, now, now what do I do? It's like, it's a, it's a good problem to have. I'm not complaining. <laughs> it was still... I don't know what to do. I and so I just started saying yes to different things, to trying to learn about different industries. And um, one of the partners at that VC firm was on my radar. We connected. He invited me to join. And I was just curious about venture capitalism, what it was about, and uh, the process of raising money in case I ever needed to do it again. Mm -hmm. And just getting more context on entrepreneurs, because entrepreneurs are flying through a VC firm all the time. And you get to learn a lot. Well, up until that point, all I knew was my one business that I had built and, and grew up. So that was a great experience for me to just kind of learn. The, the, the three partners in that company were on their 60s or 70s. You know, they've seen all kinds of businesses. I'm here 22, you know, super green. And they taught me a lot about how to analyze a business, what it's all about, and seeing just all kinds of different entrepreneurs come through. It wasn't something that I then decided, like, this is what I want my career to be. It was more just a curiosity for me at that moment. And so I stayed there for almost two years. And once I kind of learned what I needed to learn, I was already starting my own next thing on the side, which was helping out entrepreneurs. It started off as a website, evolved to a YouTube channel. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Kobe does. A lot of athletes going into business, yeah. like they, they can't do it. Uh, Magic Johnson is maybe like one of the best examples of people who have had success. Uh, but Kobe is a different kind of dude, man. Kobe brings that intensity, and yeah. uh, if, 
if you're gonna bet on somebody, it's not a bad bet for uh, athletes turning turning into an entrepreneur. Gotcha. Absolutely. Totally. Good for you. Now, one of the one of the cool things that uh, that I saw when when we were were looking you up, Neil actually introduced us. He came across your videos a while back and uh, and got in touch with you. But you know, it, it it's really incredible. And I saw your YouTube channel started up what 2008, I think, is when when you uh, is is when it was first created. Is that right? 2008? I don't know, man. I'm really bad. Like, I don't, I'm so forward-looking, I don't remember any of the stats going by. <laughs> well, take this as an opportunity to just reflect back know. on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... I don't know. Something but I, like that. Like, six years ago, I don't know. Oh, but I guess longer. I don't know, man. I, you know what? Like most things, I created the account. Like, you, you get your own YouTube account, and then you don't do anything with it. Yeah, right? yeah, like you yeah. You get the Twitter account, you don't do anything with it, or the, the IG or whatever, and you just sit on it. And then I put a couple things up and then backed off. and Like, I took it seriously a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, but I've had the account for a while. Yeah, and I mean, I guess what, because I saw, yeah, it's something in the past four years you've just really, you've really exploded. And, you know, Victor had mentioned the Forbes list as, as being just this, um, would you say that that's like the pinnacle of, of, <laughs> of, of your achievement to this point right now, of getting something prestigious as, as Forbes? I mean, what, what, how do you, I guess, how do you see yourself in the context of social media and especially YouTube, since, you know, as, as us, we're just starting out. So we're trying to, to learn a little bit from those that have really been able to take advantage of, of this platform. Yeah, you know, what gets me off is the work, to be honest. Like, okay. the awards are great. Like, hey, we hit half a million subscribers, or like at the start, 100K, and then, two, you know, it's great. Yeah. I don't really celebrate much. Like, the Forbes thing was, you know, oh, cool, Forbes, okay, awesome. Like, like back to the grind. Let's go. Let's, let's bust it up. Yeah. You know? Yesterday I sat down and I was I filmed seventy new videos for my channel. Seventy. You know? Seventy. <sighs> seventy. It was like the entire day of filming, like five minute lunch break and like let's get back, let's get back, let's gotcha. film more content. Uh, I like that. Like I like this. Okay. I like I like talking to you guys, gotcha. man. I like the process. Okay. I like the process much more than the goal. So yeah, my next goal on the channel, I want to be the first entrepreneur channel to hit a million subscribers. Like mm. nobody's. Like, I'm the closest, right? Me, then Gary V, and then a bunch of other people. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, gotcha. And so, like, I want to be the first to hit a million. Like, does that drive me? Sure. But much more than that is doing the work. Yeah. Like, I like making the videos. Absolutely. I like interacting with the fans. I like doing these kind of interviews. Uh, I like talking to you just as much as I like talking to Forbes. I, I like talking to you guys a little more. <laughs> <laughs> thank but, you. Thank like, you. Appreciate that. Like, the awards are good, you know, but it's just a, it's a recognition of doing good work. Like, if you love the work you guys are doing, if you keep interviewing people, you hone your interview skills, you bring on more guests, you know, that's, that's what I like. That's mm. what I get off on more than saying, hey, I hit, like, this list or this subscribers or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Have you, found it, have you found it to be cyclical? Like, you get you get this recognition and then you, you find, like, a, a boost in people paying attention to you? I mean, how has that progressed over the years? I pay zero attention. You, no attention at all? It's the same thing to, like, when did I start my channel? I have no idea. Like, okay. I don't, I don't try to get on the yeah. fourth list or absolutely. any of that stuff. yeah. Right? It just if, happens. If it happens, yeah. if it helps, awesome. It's like, I'm just grinding. That's it. I'm making more content. I want to <laughs> help my audience and the fans. I'm sure it does. But can I tell you that, hey, I hit this list and I got a 5% boost or 20%? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Like, yeah. I'm just, who cares? I'm just back to making more great work. Yeah. And that's like a common theme, Evan, because that's how I stumbled upon you, all, all of your success videos. The, the top 10 rules for success. And when you, that's a common theme. 
that you talk about in these videos, like love the process, love what you do, and the results will come inevitably. Do you have a favorite celebrity that you've profiled for a top 10 success video? Little John or, or Kevin Hart, anybody <laughs> that you really enjoy profiling? Because some of those videos are vastly entertaining, to say the least. Damn, damn. Neil's asking the question. Um, that's a tough one. Is there one that I go back to? Not really. I mean, I think I put the most love and effort at the start into the Steve Jobs one. Uh, you know, my team helped me with me with that, but like for I, I spent the most personal hours on that, followed by maybe 50 Cent. That was that was uh, the, the fifty cent. Yeah, that was a great one. one. Fifty cent one was nuts. That was you know, a great. Here's one. what happens. Like, here's how much I love the process. My team put together fifty cent, the fifty cent video, and and they sent it to me, and I review everything before it goes out, and I threw away like seventy percent of the clips. So, like, guys, fifty cent is is a legend, man. Like, he's that dude. He's not no, not no. Like, he's that dude. He's done better than this. I know it. And then I spent like I canceled my next day, and I spent the whole day researching finding 50 cent clips absolutely and then put something together that i was proud of and that's what we launched with mm -hmm. and after we launched he 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 tweeted it he put it he put it on his twitter on his facebook maybe instagram i don't remember he yeah. sent it out and like he said hey here's here's what i believe in or something and shared it to his audience yeah. it was i'm sure like hey what was our boost from that i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know right? it's cool like i always want to make stuff that one i personally like and i'm learning from like, everything is a filter through my eyes. Like, Absolutely. You know, we could have done 50 Cent him just smashing other rappers <laughs> and people just talking trash, right? Yeah. Awesome. It's just not, it's not what I want to hear, right? So I pull out the, the inspirational stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and then I also want to make something that if they saw it, they would be proud of it. So, like, 50 Cent shared his, Floyd Mayweather shared his, Tyrese shared his and put it in his Instagram bio. Like, people are sharing it when they see it. Not all the time, but... You know, I want to make something that is a tribute to them that Absolutely. they would be proud of if they saw it. Absolutely. Uh, and so, you know, the 50 Cent one was great. I, I learned something from all of them, though. I gotcha. mean, that's maybe a crappy answer, but gotcha. there's nothing that I go back to and, like, this is the best one I've ever made because mm -hmm. the best I've ever made is still to come, man. It's like it's tomorrow. Yeah. Man. It's the next. Absolutely. Keep, keep making them better. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Good for you. I have a question for you, Evan. Um, you said that you always like creating and moving forward, and I immediately I thought of oh man, yeah, because he's been grinding it out since he was you know five years old. I read that little uh, article on the website that you had your sister make drawings. And you guys went from door to door. Do you still have any of those drawings? <laughs> Victor's doing his homework, guys. <laughs> I like to. Hey do man, research. we like your stuff. picture and that's what inspires me to create right. more you know i create more and throw away more than most people ever create period like it's just it's mm -hmm. a constant i want to create the next thing and so uh yeah i don't know i'm sure if i contacted my mom uh, there may be something that she could pull out from the archive but uh, <laughs> i don't have anything anywhere lying around that i can show you guys it wouldn't be very good anyways guys <laughs> uh, give yourself more credit than that gotcha, gotcha. um yeah, so I, I guess I was kind of curious, as somebody who, who is on the, the Rapid Rise half a million subscribers, do you interact with other big YouTube personalities at all? And, and if so, what does that look like? Yeah, we've done a, a bunch of collabs. Um, my big 
business model is much more, I try to create a lot of noise in my industry, hmm. and then people want to work with me. People come to me. I'm not the sales guy. I'm not the, like, call you up, and I'm not initiating most of the stuff. Like, I don't call up Inc. Magazine and say, hey, profile me. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Hot. Like, check out my stuff. See, like, I'm the next thing. I don't do any of that stuff. It can work. It's just not me. Like, it works for a lot of people. Hmm. You just have to go on your strengths, right? Yeah. My strength is not in the salesmanship. And so mine is more in the marketing. And so I generate a lot of attention and then people reach out to me and say, hey, do you want to do some kind of collab together? Mm. Uh, so I've worked with a number of different YouTubers, um, you know, in the entrepreneur space. We've had, we did something with Gary Vee. Uh, yeah, we did Lewis Howes. We did Brian Tracy. We're working on Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield. Um, you know, it's like a mix of the older, you know, traditional guys who built the name in books, but mm. don't have an online presence and then the new up-and-coming guys who are more hardcore on YouTube um, so but it's much more like people find me and they want to do something together and and I spend my time instead of hustling going out and getting sales I spend my time hustling into the content to drive more attention gotcha gotcha so Evan I didn't know this until I pulled up your Wikipedia page I, I know you for your your YouTube channel I knew you were an entrepreneur but I didn't know that you were also a keynote speaker so talk to, to us a little bit about your career as a keynote speaker. What's that like? Do you enjoy going around and speaking to groups of people about social media marketing? Talk a little bit about that. So this is something that is a part of my business, but one that I, I intentionally scaled back. Okay. Uh, I do a couple things a year, typically, uh, mostly because I really care about the cause that I'm working with. And so I don't want to go and just do a speaking gig to a corporation like it doesn't doesn't get me off mm. uh the, like one i did last year as an example i went to madrid to go speak to all the heads of the libraries from around the world wow the directors of the libraries because their libraries are like we're getting irrelevant people don't care about libraries anymore how do we stay relevant in a social media era i'm like you know what if i go here and i can touch a couple of the directors of these libraries maybe that has a significant impact on those communities they go home to right but at the same time guys that's a week of my time away almost right and so i better deliver some math because it's not about the speaking fee of going there like that's a week of me not being home doing the stuff that i do here yeah. making content helping yeah. entrepreneurs being on social like i do a lot of work and impact a lot of people in a week so for me to take that away to go talk to these guys I put the pressure on me. Like, I better turn up and insanely deliver value for these guys yeah. so that somebody is moved to do something because forget the speaking fee. I'm pissed at myself for not having <laughs> yeah. a bigger impact if I don't, because I wasted my time. Gotcha. And so that's how I see it too. Like, all of the traveling and, you know, can I have the same amount of impact going to meet some of these people face to face as opposed to just being here and doing more? Okay. Mm -hmm. I almost always default to like, I can do more being here. Gotcha. Um, mm -hmm. I'm also not a natural networker, so I get invited to all of these different YouTube meetups and private elite groups and like all of these mastermind talks and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just, I am not the I don't talk to the guy next to me on an airplane. <laughs> I, I suck at a networking event and gotcha. con like if I'm speaking fine, but like I don't walk the room and ask people what they're all about. Uh, so so like, and, 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 and an introvert by nature. I'm a hundred percent. Like it doesn't come out. <laughs> when we're doing these kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. But I'm totally introverted. <laughs> I don't talk to strangers or do any of that stuff. Gotcha. I'm, I'm the worst 
you know, cold calling salesmen around. Gotcha. Um, and I just get, I, but I'm good at my work. And so like, that's what gets me off. And gotcha. so the speaking, like the secret to speaking, to getting more paid gigs is just to speak more, like hmm. practice, speak more. People will recognize you. You'll get better. And then you'll get more opportunities that'll be free. And then you'll start getting paid, you know, a hundred bucks and then 500 bucks and a thousand and then 5,000 yeah. and 10,000. Like you work your way up and people will keep asking you if they see you and they like you. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. My agent's pissed at me because he keeps <laughs> trying to book me out on gigs and stuff. And yeah. like, dude, man, like, what? Just another corporation wanting to do a, you know, like, come on, man, give me something good. Yeah. Uh, so, well, well, like, what is I'm, that? What? Oh no, sorry. Continue. No, no. I'm just. I'm a strange bird. I'm not the typical. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm hard to deal with. I think for for my agent compared to <laughs> people. Well, yeah. I mean, what what is that? What does that push and pull look like? In in set, you know, set, setting your own boundaries, but at the same time acknowledging that you're still, you know, in a business, right? So you have to you have to make decisions that are sometimes not in in your favor or or not not something that you really want to do, right? Like, is so there... I yeah I mean I tried quickly pretty early on in my entrepreneurial career to to try to live a life where I didn't need to make decisions based off of money mm-hmm. and when I was younger and I didn't have as much it just meant living a more frugal lifestyle where mm-hmm. like I don't have to say yes to that deal because you know it's just for money uh, and so now like okay you want to pay me X K to come to your city and like I don't I don't. I'm not going to do it. I don't care. Like I'll, it mm. doesn't matter to me. I'm not doing any of this stuff just to make extra money. And, and I'm not like buying. A, I'm buying five Lambos a week and whatever, right? Just like, four, right? You know, I still live in <laughs> my my lifestyle has gone up significantly, but I'm also not you know buying the LA Lakers or anything, right? So, <laughs> but I get to pick the projects that I work on, yeah. and uh, I think as long as you can you can do that. Like if you start get into that mindset where you get to pick the projects and not be doing anything because of a paycheck coming. Like those jobs never end up working out anyway. If you just did something just to earn a paycheck, it's going to be the most frustrating, terrible experience ever. You're going to hate it the whole time. You're not going to give a great result for the client. They're not going to hire you back. They're not going to give you word of mouth referrals. It's just like, I want to spend my time on more important things. You mentioned earlier that you were living a frugal lifestyle and I kind of smiled because I read that at one point you were only making like three or $400 a month. You were eating beans for lunch. And like when you would get a little win, you'd get French fries from McDonald's. And you, it said that you didn't even buy the whole meal cause you could only afford the French fries. How long did you endure those moments before business started to pick up? <laughs> uh, so that's all true. How long I have to think, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was in university. I was, I was trying to make my, my mark. Um, I was also too ashamed to tell my friends, like I'm the one living the entrepreneur lifestyle, right? Like I'm doing my own thing. It's, I couldn't afford 20 bucks to go out and go to, you know, have beer and pizza with them. Like I had to pick one thing a month to Mm -hmm. go to. And I blamed it on me being busy, but really like, I just couldn't afford it. So like, I'm missing friends' birthdays. I'm missing, you know, Mm -hmm. bachelor nights. Like I'm missing a whole bunch of stuff because I, I really just couldn't afford it. Um, yeah, I ate beans for lunch every day, like the same canned beans because it was cheap. And we would celebrate wins. Like we got a new client with McDonald's fries. And today, like I hate McDonald's. It's so unhealthy. But still, the smell of fries and like just the look of a fry is victory to me. <laughs> like, like that's a win. Like I see the fries on the billboards. I'm like, yeah, because that's how I sell it. Like I'm conditioned to think French fries equals 
victory. Yeah. That's how <laughs> so we would always call it. Gotcha. It's like a cheap, you know, little victory. Gotcha. How long did I stay there? I don't know. I would say like a year and a half, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I'm bad. With, I'm bad. I'm bad with looking back. Yeah. Um, but I, I hit like the worst moment of my life where I told my business partner that I quit, and then you know found my way out of that, and then we started to make more money. It's like it was the that that low low forced me to do things differently, and that's when I found a new path to actually have some success in entrepreneurship. Gotcha. You know, you know, Evan, because I I follow a lot of the the entrepreneurs, uh, Tony Robbins. I follow you. I follow Gary Vaynerchuk, and and. I know Gary talks a lot about how he feels like he was always destined for entrepreneurship. He was just set on being an entrepreneur during a time where when you told people that you would like to be an entrepreneur, they would look at you crazy, like get a real job. Do you feel kind of the same way as he does? Like you've been destined to be an entrepreneur your entire life or did you kind of find this niche after you realized some other things weren't going to happen for you? Um, You know, I feel like I had entrepreneurial tendencies growing up okay. right like Victor was sharing the, the background mm. uh, but I still thought I was going to be a banker like the high okay. school yearbook says I'm going to be a banker <laughs> like where are you going to be in 10 years right I'm going to be VP at a bank I think most of it was because I didn't really have entrepreneurs in my ecosystem my parents were entrepreneurs I had no uncle or aunt or friends or anybody who were entrepreneurs my friends all had parents who were had jobs and so that's just what I thought I wanted to do I think now there's so much more opportunities like listening to you guys or watching you know a different youtube channel there's so many more opportunities uh, to inject entrepreneurship into your environment Mm -hmm. that um i don't know i'm i don't know about the like nature nurture like is this meant for you or not were you born this way like again i'm just i don't look back man it's just like okay so what like okay so you didn't like you didn't grow up an entrepreneur like doesn't mean you can't do it like go if you want if it's on your mind go and try it and see if it makes you come alive or not Mm. um so would i have done more entrepreneurial stuff if there were youtube channels about it probably okay uh but i don't know that i was like a born entrepreneur i don't know i don't spend much time thinking about it (laughs) gotcha i want to work guys i want to get to work yeah absolutely (laughs) Um, well, what I guess through all these experiences that you've had in the past couple of years, is there something that sticks out to you that you that that's been a learning moment or, or a growing moment? That's just you know whether it's an event or whether whether it's just this thought that that passed your mind that that's really stuck out to you as something formative and, and directing you to where you're going now. Uh, the two like super formative ones for me happened when I was twenty-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was I was in Paris and I was a tourist. And I'm sitting outside the Notre Dame Cathedral, and I have my map. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going next, and by myself. And this French girl comes up to me and asks me for directions. And I'm thinking, why is a French girl asking me for directions? Like, it doesn't really, right? Like, hmm, I should, I should ask this girl out, right? I gotta, let's see what she's doing tonight, take her to coffee, something like that, right? And I chicken out, right? Like, I chicken out, I'm worried about my French not being good enough, or whatever, whatever reason. So she walks away, and I'm pissed that I didn't take my shot. Not that, it, like, it would have been amazing, but, like, not knowing is worse than the rejection. And so I, I tried to take her picture, uh, like, from across the river as she was walking by, and she actually kind of walked behind the stall, so I didn't get her. But as soon as I got home, I, like, I put that on my wall. I put that picture on my wall as a reminder to, like, the next time I'm afraid, I just got to do it. I just got to yeah. say yes and figure it out because not knowing is worse than getting a no. Like, that short-term no is, is, is okay compared to a lifetime of not knowing. Absolutely. And so 
I looked at that every day, and I didn't actually tell the story to my friends when people came over, because again, I was embarrassed and ashamed. They just see this beautiful French riverside picture, but like to me, it's like, I missed my shot, man. I mean, <laughs> I my, like Eminem, you got one shot, one yeah, opportunity, I know, right? I know. Yeah. Seize everything yeah. you ever wanted, right? Yeah. You're going to seize it or not. Gotcha. And so that saved me because I said I wanted to be a banker. And I, my yearbook said I'm going to be a banker. I had that opportunity when I'm making 300 bucks a month in my company and, and just sucking, right? Like not making anything. And I get these opportunities to work at Merrill Lynch and McKinsey Consulting, you know, Eighty to hundred thousand dollars starting salary, flying me to New York, putting me up in the Waldorf Astoria, like the whole deal, wine and dine, like what I thought I wanted, the jobs that my friends weren't getting, and I, like, what do I do? Do I take this crappy company that's not going anywhere, or do I take this dream job that I always wanted? And I remembered the picture, and what am I going to regret? And I would regret not trying the company. I could, I could, I knew that like in a year. I could get another job. It may not be that job, but it could be a similar job. Absolutely. But I wouldn't know if I would get this company opportunity again. So I had to go for it. and be like, I'm okay with it without working, but I need to know. Because I don't want to live the rest of my life not knowing that, you know what, if I give it a little bit more on that thing, right, then maybe it would work out. And so, like, that failure in Paris with that girl and putting that picture up on the wall to remind myself of my failure, that gave me the spark to then bet on myself the next time and just be okay. And so that's what all of my decisions are through, always trying to minimize regret. Huh. Like, what am I not going to regret? And, and the fear of regret can help you push through the short-term fear, whatever decision that you need to make short-term. Mm. Gotcha. Uh, and then the other formative lesson was around the same time coming back, figuring out how to make my business grow. And I told my business partner I quit. It was like, worst day of my life. I realized that I'm not the first guy to try to sell software before. And by modeling success, like somebody else has already figured this out. I don't have to come up with all the ideas myself. And I looked at how Bill Gates started Microsoft, zero to one, like not how he makes an extra million now, but zero to one. How do you do that? That's what I want to do. And I found this story and I researched it and I was making 300 bucks a month. And within two months or so, I made my first deal that was thirteen and a half thousand dollars And that, that doesn't sound like like a lot of bank but dude for me that was that was <laughs> sick Trust that me, was me. like that was the deal yeah, man. Absolutely. And a half K, what <laughs> crazy yeah like this could actually work yeah <laughs> and more important than that like i had a model that i could repeat yeah, so it's absolutely. not just a one-time deal i could sell it again and again and again and so that idea of so first one like living with no regrets trying as much as possible and then two whenever i'm faced with a problem i don't know what to do I try to model success. Find someone who's already done it, and what can I learn from that? That's why, like, what am I doing on my YouTube channel? It's just modeling success. It's just finding people who've done great things, and it's selfish for me. Like, I would do the YouTube channel even if you guys didn't like it. For me, like, it's my growth and my gotcha. development. I want to yeah. learn from Kobe and, you know, all these guys that we put up on the channel. Um, so I'm fortunate to get to surround myself with that daily. Good for you. It's awesome that you mentioned um, the girl in Paris and then telling your partner that you quit because a question that I wanted to ask you, you did a, you were speaking at uh, Indigo Books and you had mentioned a lot of entrepreneurs aren't successful because they quit too early. Um, what specific events occurred between your journey from, I think you mentioned like you had a, a, an audience of three people at a YMCA to now that made you want to quit? What things in detail made you want to quit other than the French girl? (laughs) (laughs) 
My man Victor doing his research. Man, Victor needs a raise over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I studied history in college, so I know how to do my research. He, he's, a little, he's a little bit of a brown nozzle. That's why we put him over the corner. <laughs> I love it. Um, so if I look at kind of my speaking career again, Indigo is like Barnes & Nobles in Canada, right? It's the biggest bookstore. Mm-hmm. And when I started speaking, it was YMCA. It was my first thing. And I had a, it was a free event, and, and the YMCA had a program to help entrepreneurs and they're promoting it out. Say, hey, young entrepreneurs, guys hold this business, gonna come and teach you some some advice. And I was stressed and pumped, like I wanna help these entrepreneurs, my first thing, I wanna give a ton of value. I put a ton of work into it and, and three people showed up for the first thing. And meanwhile, I'm trying to find my next my next gig, my next business, because I just sold my company. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Hey, maybe this speaking thing will be for me. And I show up, I'm like, oh man three people for a free thing. Like, how am I ever going to turn this into a business? You can only get three people for free. How are you going to charge for this and make any money off of it? And uh, I just decided, you know what? I'm here. I did all the work. I, I better at least deliver for these three guys who showed up. Yeah, absolutely. And it was awesome. <laughs> like, I walked out like, this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. Like, that feeling of helping these three people was so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to make money doing this, but I have to keep doing it. I got to keep going. Yeah. And Good so that, that, that was like the high I was chasing. Again, it's not like about the result of hitting 50 people, 100 people or whatever. Like, just the process. Mm-hmm. I like the yeah. teaching. I like helping these guys out. And then I just kept doing it, right? So the three became five, became 10, became 15. We, we got too big for the YMCA. We moved into a boardroom of a bank. We got too big for that boardroom, so we moved into Indigo. And so I could come to the bookstore and say, hey, look, I've got all these people coming every month to talk about entrepreneurship. Can we use your spot? And they said, it's a little not what we normally do because we only have authors come in, but if you're bringing an audience, sure, like maybe they'll buy some books. And so that started to grow. And it got to the point where we had the second biggest audience at the bookstore in the year. Uh, Sting was the guy who beat us out. <laughs> like book tour or something. And Sting, Sting beat us. Sting was number one and we were number two for most people brought to a bookstore. Um, and I just really enjoyed it, you know? And so there wasn't one thing I did. You know, I just got better as a speaker. I cared more. And to be honest, I put up a video maybe a week ago of me at Indigo and it's terrible. Like, <laughs> I can't believe people were following me. Like, that was so bad. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about perseverance or something. Um, and that's like two years into my speaking career. And so you just, you can go back and look at it. And that was good enough to have people continue to, to follow me and want to keep coming back. Mm. Uh, and just by doing more work, like by grinding up more, by making 70 videos instead of the average person who makes one, you just, I'm not naturally talented. I'm an introverted dude who doesn't like to speak up. Like, you develop the skills to get better, and I just put in more work than the other people. So um, it's just more hustle, more care, more love, and it, it built. You know, like, you guys put on a YouTube channel, people like the content, they'll watch one, and they'll say, hey, you know what? They're doing another interview. I wonder who they're going to bring on. I wonder if Victor's going to be as good on his research. <laughs> Coming back, right? Yeah, um, I wonder if Neil's going to talk Kobe again, you know? And so, like, if you're adding value, people will keep coming back. But it's Absolutely. that slow, slow, slow buildup as you start getting better. Good for you. Good for you. So talk to us, Evan, please, a little bit about, about the book, Your One Word. How did that idea come to fruition? Like, was it something you'd been planning all along? Or were you just one day like, I'm going to write a book. Let's make this happen. 
I never once write a book. Guys. <laughs> it was not my thing. My agent, Steve, in New York is like, you need a book. You need a book. I need a book to sell you into corporations and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't want a book, Steve. Look at my YouTube channel. I can open up doors with my, it's not, it's not, it's not 1950 anymore, right? Like, you don't need a book to open up doors. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, he's like, okay, I'm going to pitch you anyway into publishers. Okay, whatever, pitch me. It doesn't matter. Uh, and then through that process, uh, I was figuring out my one word, believe. I started branding my business around believe. I, my website was about believe. My newsletters were about believe. I was making videos about believe. Everything that was believe related mm. took off way more than anything else. And so, and, and it's one, because it's easy to understand and market, but two is like, it was more me. It was, gotcha. it was it, believe is not just a marketing thing. It's authentic for me. It's what I am. Mm. Um, and so I was curious to then find other businesses. Like I'm going to do this crazy thing and build my entire business around one word. It sounds nuts. And then I started finding other businesses that had done it. And from the guy who just built a $50,000 full-time income for himself around one word to then a business that had half a million dollars, a million dollars, $5 million, and $150 million in revenue. And I went out to interview these people, and they all just figured it out. Nobody had a blueprint. There was no plan. Gotcha. And so I thought, that'd be pretty cool if there was a plan. Like, if there's a book that I want to write, that's the book I want to write. Gotcha. Not this other stuff that you guys are pitching me. And so I was really reluctant at the start. I, like, didn't want to do it at all. I was just following my agent uh, and, like, didn't want to take calls and didn't want to do, like, we take a call and then give us a proposal. Like, I don't want to do a proposal. I don't even want to do a book. But then when this idea came, like, guys, this is it. This is the thing. And they thought they hated it at the start. They're like, that's a workbook. Like, that's, a, that's like five pages of a worksheet. Like, are you kidding me? This is, a, this is more than a book. This is a series. And my husband felt like, for a book, they want like 60,000 words. That's how much like a typical book is going to be. I wrote 120,000 words. Oh, we cut half the book. We cut an entire book. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we can use that as, as volume two. Like, no, no, no. Like that, we're not even keeping that. I'm throwing that away. Like if I'm writing another book, it'll be something different. It's like just grind out the work mm. and I'll throw away more than what most people will even create. And so like that's the best of the 120,000 words condensed down to 60 or 65 or whatever it is. Uh, I just got really excited about being able to teach the concept and I thought it would actually lend itself better to a book because of the activities and exercises than making YouTube videos. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what led to the book. Mm. Well, cool. That's Believe. great. That's um, right now kind of wraps things up. Is there anything that you want to add? I was about to ask you what advice would you have for for people that are you know about a year and a half a year and a half into their entrepreneurship journey but you pretty much just summed it up i feel like with just believe and just having faith and just grinding it out and just doing all the work and success will eventually come is there anything else you want to add yeah i wouldn't i like i would stop comparing yourself like who cares if you're a year and a half in maybe you're 10 years in you know mm -hmm. like you just if you like what you're doing you you have a passion for it you have to find a way to keep going absolutely and when I'm looking, so like I'll look up to people, right? Like I'm not the greatest speaker in the world. You know, I love Les Brown. I think you guys know Les Brown. I know who Les Brown is. Yes. Like <laughs> young Les Brown, that guy is sick, man. He's, he's that guy, I, I want to be young Les Brown. <laughs> I've got like young Les Brown speaking videos. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm nowhere close to young Les Brown, but I'm not like 
so what? Like, so what that I'm not close? Like, it's an aspiration to me. Like, people chase perfection and they get pissed when they, when they don't hit their goal. Mm. It's not about the goal. It's about doing the work to get better. Mm. And I think just continually, like, hard work is just, I guess, in me. When, I, when I, I talked about my agent, when I joined the agency, I was the worst one at the agency. Like, my agency was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to take you on, man. I don't know if I want to as a client. Like, everybody else who had been with him, they were more polished speakers than I was. And, it, and I understand. I look back at my videos like, I actually really sucked. I thought it was hot stuff, but I really sucked. And then he said, but you know what? Okay, we'll take a flyer. Like, you're our, you're, our, you're our flyer for the year. We'll see what happens. And then I just worked harder than everybody else. When they were having a hard time, like, he asked me to do my story. One of the first exercises, make your story. So I would, I would make a video about my story, like a 15-minute video. He would review it. I'd make it in the morning. He'd review it. Give me feedback. Afternoon, I'd do it again. Another 15 minutes, right? He'd review it. Give me feedback. I'd do it again at night, like, Three, three, four times a day, I'd be making it. I did that intro story 40 times for wow. him, and he gave me feedback. I would make videos every day when the other people at the agency complained about not having time during the week to make one video. Absolutely. Right? And so yeah. I, within a couple months, I became the best practice example. They're like, you guys should be doing what Evan's doing. I was the worst one. <laughs> I was the worst. I had no talent, no skill. I just listened to their advice and grinded. And I became the best practice. So it's like, it's not for me to say I'm a genius or I'm special. Like, it's the opposite. I'm not special. I'm super ordinary, introverted, don't have the skills. And I just worked hard. I've done 4,000 videos on my YouTube channel. Some of them are, are unlisted. Our practice videos are like 4,000. You better get better. <laughs> 4,000 shots. Right? Like, you have to have be a new level of garbage to not improve after yeah. something 4,000 times. Yeah. Right? So, I think people put too much pressure on themselves to be good at the start. Mm. You see, maybe you see a Gary Vee or you see somebody, like, crushing it hard, and you go out and try to do it, and your thing sucks. Like, you suck at the start. And the hard part is you have taste, but you don't have the skill. Like, you know mm. what's good. Mm. You know what a good jump shot looks like, but you can't do it. And so when you get out there and you know that you suck, you, you quit. And so whatever you're making, you know what will look good. You have certain standards for quality. And then when you can't go out and make that immediately, you quit. And so it's good to have those standards. It's good to have like the MJ jump shot as the thing to aspire to. But understand that you're going to suck. You're going to fall. You're not going to get anything the first time. And just make everything better, everything better. Like maybe you guys look at your show and like, hey, we love The Breakfast Club. You know, when it was going to be Charlemagne and what, you know, like, oh, like, goodness gracious. It's a good show, man. Char like, they had I feel like Charlemagne is my spirit animal, Evan. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> hey, so, like, okay, it's a good show to model, right? Yeah. So breakfast club, awesome. Have guests come in, great, you know. But it takes time to, to be that good, right? Mm -hmm. They put a ton of practice in. And so it's like, that's the ideal, and here's where we are, and just every show needs to be better. Like, yes, whoever you bring on next, that show has to be better than that Evan Carmichael show. That's it. And you just keep building your way up, and you get to be at a higher level. So Amen. I think it's hard when people see that they don't have, they know it looks good, and they can't do it, and they just quit too soon. Mm. Good. Who, who is your favorite top ten that you watched? Let's Man. Man, let me tell I mean, Samuel L. Jackson or Tyrese? <laughs> 
Samuel L. Jackson or Tyrese? And it Tyrese was another one that I had to put mad energy into because I was unhappy with what the product was. Because that dude is a different bird, man. Absolutely. Tyrese is a different bird. Absolutely. And I want to tell you one quick story. I know because you guys are talking about uh, racial diversity yes, and, and conflict and all that stuff. Yeah. This is something that was an unexpected... I don't know if we're still recording or not. This is something that was an unexpected... Uh, benefit of, of the channel. We did a video. I forget who it was. It was it was a it was a black entrepreneur. I won't say one of the Johnsons, like John Johnson or Magic Johnson. Uh, Bob, Bob Johnson, owner of BT. Well, we did we did John Johnson, Bob Johnson, okay. Magic Johnson. We've okay. done a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> we we did all the Johnsons. Uh, but anyway, this is, there's this kid who leaves a comment on the on, the, on the channel. He's like, "Thank you so much for making this video. I'm from whatever some some." you know, state in, in the South. And my my dad always taught me that black people are stupid and would never amount to anything. And watching this video really shifted my perspective. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's like, yeah. that's, what, that's what you guys are doing. That's what I'm doing, yeah, right? Like, absolutely. They grew up in a really limiting environment with a lot of limiting viewpoints, and you guys get to blow it up. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, like for 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 us, like that's that's the beauty of this. I think part of the reason why why we're doing the race to one hundred conversation is, you know, we come from two different worlds. He's a second generation uh, immigrant, and you know, myself, I'm a third generation immigrant from Poland. So, you know, we we like to, we like to bring our own perspectives, but at the same time, you know, having conversations like this, you know, you you model what a great conversation looks like. I mean, to be able to sort of share your own experiences, and then for for other for other worldviews to sort of enter that and, and inform where you are and what your place is. Absolutely. That's, you know, that's what we live for. It was great. No, Tyrese, Tyrese, man, he's, he's very intense because you can tell, you can see like he, he really tries to give back. Like, I'm sure you've seen this, Evan, like he would just sit in his house and talk for an hour and try yeah. to be, like he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have to do that. He's Tyrese. He's massively successful he's a yeah. he's a singer he's in the fast and the furious series i like i'm like i don't know why tyrese is doing this but i started following that and then you profile that like while i was like watching i'm like man like it was just like everything aligning that, at the right sick, moment man. the paris rant if you watch the whole like we cut pieces but if you watch the whole paris rant he's like three in the morning <laughs> he's on the streets of paris it's totally dead and he just goes on this crazy rant yeah. it's amazing yeah, it's amazing that's yeah. sick tyrese tyrese is, is, is pretty have you ever met any of the i mean celebrities evan that you've profiled i mean i know you said floyd mayweather retweeted or 50 retweeted but like have any of the because i know you're in you're in new york right I'm based in Toronto. My okay. agent's in New York. Gotcha. I fly between. Okay. Uh, not a lot, to be honest. Like, gotcha. I, I also, I'm weird. Like, I don't know what, I don't even know what I would ask them. Like, I don't want to meet anybody. <laughs> I feel like I've gotten more from the videos of them than I would get in a conversation with gotcha. them. The only people that I would want to meet, too, they're on my wall. Howard Schultz, who started Starbucks. Okay. And Kanye. I don't think you can see Kanye. I, I can see him yeah, right there on the right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, even when we did the Kanye video... Uh, we we changed a lot of minds. Like a lot of people said, I just thought Kanye was this huge jerk off who who you know just complains and is a loudmouth. But he actually says some good things. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. we purposely included a clip of John Legend saying, "Hey, where'd you get like Oprah interviews John Legend? Said, where'd you get your last name? Yeah. His name is John Stevens, right? Yeah. yeah. And he said, "Cause I was in Chicago and Kanye convinced me to change it to Legend. Yeah. Wow. It's like he's a good friend, right? Like." You see one side, the public crazy side, but there's also a lot of goodness in there yeah. that 
that's what I want to focus on, not like the top 10 Kanye insults or Kanye <laughs> yeah, dumb moments. Absolutely. Like the, the good, right? Um, and so like changing, you, you have the power to change perspectives through the conversations that you have, the people you bring on. Um, so I would, I feel like all the Kanye's interviews suck. I feel like the people asking questions really don't do a good job. Yeah. Um, so those are the only two, Howard Schultz and Kanye. And only, guys, only if I can film it. Like, I don't want to meet Kanye. I have no interest. <laughs> film it? Yes. Like, <laughs> but otherwise, there's nobody. Like, I'm happy to hang out with you guys just as much as to go meet Kanye or Howard gotcha. Schultz or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm absolutely. weird. I'm not the yeah, typical that's dude. Fair. So, that's fair. Um, yeah, so I, I'm sure I could have. Like, could I have gone and met 50 Cent or, or Floyd or any of these guys? Maybe. Just, yeah, like, they're already tweeting the stuff. Just get our people talking to each other. But it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't, it's the time. Like, how mm. long is it going to take me to get a crew and go to Chicago and meet Kanye and blah, 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 blah versus, like, I'm not making more videos. Got you. So, so you, okay, I'm, yeah. Yeah, that I'm makes gonna, sense. I'm a, maybe it doesn't. That's just me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> It was, it was, it was pretty, yeah, I've, yeah, so, like, so, like, there's so, there's so, like, you have so much material, man, you can't run out, like, I think, like, I had a crappy day at work, and I literally watched that for, like, seven hours straight, like, video after video, and you don't even realize, like, some of these videos are, like, 59 minutes, but you're just, like, they're so captivating, and you're, like, wow, like, it's that feeling you get, like, after going to a really, like, good sermon at church on Sunday, like, you, you kind of get yeah. that feeling after watching some of these videos, so... Yeah, man. I hope you keep putting them out. Don't don't stop anytime soon because Thanks, they're man. they're really making a difference for sure. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Hey, feel free to use this last part too if it helps you. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and we'll you, uh, we'll be putting this together. I I don't know if you'll have any interest in, in viewing it, but this this should be out tomorrow night sometime. I just gotta put it together and render it and all that. So okay. Um, we'll we'll let you know and uh, yeah, yeah. Shoot me an email and and we'll help promote it too and and maybe like take a preview clip or something. We'll see. We'll see what's on the schedule. Uh, yeah, whatever works for you. But that sounds thank you great. So much. We we really appreciated this. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. I'm pumped. Breakfast Club. Next <laughs> you already know. That's where it's at, man. You already know. Thanks, man. Here <laughs> All right. Thank All you, right. Evan. Hey, take Bye, it easy, guys. man. Have Bye. a good one. Bye.